In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody had a great, productive week. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Our guest today was an attorney turned entrepreneur. So we have lots of great business tips, and today's a very, very exciting day for our guest. We probably could not have timed this any better, but she's got a great new app that is coming out today. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Before we introduce our guest, let's talk about the business tip of the week. So as many of you know, I have recently attended the Craig Doeswalt's Um, marketing boot camp in California and one of the business tips I learned from there is that if you are trying to write anything whether it be your blog an article if you're trying to write a book one thing that has helped many authors and I must say I tried it this week and it really worked for me is to try to write to music. Now, I am one of those people that I cannot write to music that has words, actually singing along, but a friend of mine had um, suggested that I try to write to Gregorian chants, Gregorian music, and I have to tell you, I went to Pandora and I typed in Gregorian chants. And it truly, truly allows your mind to settle down and to be creative. So that is my business tip of the week. Try to write to some music. Whatever music works for you is great. But um, it really worked for me this week. So give it a shot. All right. With that, I can't wait to invite my guest. Her name is Havana Madama. And Havana and I actually met, um, we were both members of the Mom Entrepreneur Support Group that Tracy Bisson runs. And it's a great forum where entrepreneurs, especially mom entrepreneurs, can meet up, we can chat, we can help each other in whatever way we possibly can. And I will never forget, about two years ago, I had emailed the group um, suggesting or requesting if anybody had an office in Manhattan that I could use for an hour for a business meeting, that would be great. 
and Havana pulled through for me. She allowed me to go into her conference room in her law office, and she was a great big help to me. So I am so happy to be able to pay it forward and have Havana on my show today. So let's talk a little bit more about Havana. Her career um, started in Chicago as a lawyer. She then moved to New York which was her childhood dream. And in 1999, Havana started a solo practice, which she grew into the successful partnership, Madama Griffiths O'Hara LLP, a business law firm representing entrepreneurs, especially or primarily in the entertainment and technology fields. In 2012, wow, this was a big year for Havana. She left the partnership to focus on entrepreneurial projects. After the birth of her first daughter, Stoney, in 2007, Havana began developing creative products to reduce the stress of parenting. Stoney and Havana own Tuesdays at 10 LTD, which is the publisher of the popular Tot Yoga DVD, and Stoney's Shadow, A Triumphant Tale. Hmm. I believe that's her book. Okay. They recently released Tot Yoga HD for the iPad and the iPhone. The desire to find the perfect combination of activities for Stoney inspired Havona to um, to develop KidClass.com, a website which enables parents to find classes in Brooklyn and Manhattan very soon. Okay, a strong background counseling successful entrepreneurs and a desire to solve a problem drive Havana to pursue creative solutions for innovative parenting. All right, how's that for reading off a bio? I don't normally do that, but um, with that, let's just bring Havana on the show. Good morning, Havana. Good morning. How are you today? (laughs) I'm okay. How are you? Well, um, I'm great, actually, because uh, the the app is launching. It's like my first app ever developed. It was a lot of work getting here, and it's like a big sigh of relief. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course, now all the really hard work starts, you know, marketing and, 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 and promoting the, the app uh, along with the DVD. But, um, you know, that's sort of the fun part. <laughs> the developing <Yeah>. was hard. <laughs> that's so funny. But, you know, you are a true entrepreneur because you get it right from the beginning that creating your product is only a tiny little piece to the puzzle. One of the largest things is marketing it. But, Havana, I'm so glad you're on today and the timing of it couldn't have been better and um, I usually like to start my show off with just talking a little bit about your background of course I read your bio which all my listeners know is up on um, the TogiNet website um, but Havana tell me a little more about you know as you were growing up did you ever think you were going to be an entrepreneur well no when I was a little kid I always said when I'm a an adult, I'm going to be a lawyer, and I'm going to live in New York. And when I was about 27, 28 years old, and I was a lawyer living in New York, I had, like, my first midlife crisis. <laughs> and I said, oh, great, I realized this dream, but what did that dream really mean? And I just wasn't that happy just being a lawyer living in New York. So um, I decided to start my own practice, and I think that, you know, both of my parents are entrepreneurs, and as much as I was running away from, you know, living the life the way 
they live their lives, you know, because as we all know, entrepreneurial life can, is, has a lot of ups and downs. Sure. Um, I, I just naturally gravitated towards what I knew, which was being in charge and, and taking full control of, of my business career. So as much as I wanted to take a safe career and become a lawyer, in the end, I became an entrepreneur doing lawyer work. <laughs> you, that's so funny. You followed your parents' steps. So before we get into, um, oh, we, I have so much to ask you, Havana, but you just brought up such a good point and you bring me to my children, my poor children, <laughs> Their mom and their dad are both entrepreneurs. What do you think was the best thing that came out of being in a household that both of your parents were entrepreneurs? And I want to know the pros and the cons. So I think the best part of growing up in a household with entrepreneurs is that you see from a very, well, you get to participate from a very early age in business. I'm sure you know, <laughs> even if you try to keep them separate from it, that you can't because right all-encompassing of your life. Um, I think the downside is that, you know, kids who have parents who have nine-to-five jobs, those parents, you know, not that that many people have real nine-to-five jobs anymore, but parents that don't own their own business actually have downtime. And I find that entrepreneurs pretty much never have downtime. So, for example... Your, your parents may throw you a great birthday party, but they might invite some of their business friends to the party who also have kids so that they can get some work done while they're having your party. And I happen <laughs> to be guilty of that process. That's so funny. I never thought of I, that, but it's so true. My, my stepmother, when my, when my sister got married, uh, my stepsister got married, I, when I went to the wedding, I didn't know like half the people because they were all business contacts of my stepmother. So I can just right. think of all the times in my life where, you know, Business and you know entrepreneurial business just feeds into your entire entire life, and it affects your children in a positive and a negative. But I think mostly positive in the long run, because okay. the one thing that I've always had confidence in is that in the times when it's lean, there's always times when it's um, not lean, and when it, you can have success and you can have you know, good cash flow and all of those things, um, as long as you just keep moving forward. Yeah, I think you're so right. And you brought up such a good point earlier on how being an entrepreneur, it is truly a roller coaster. And I talk about this so early is that we have so many highs and so many lows. And my goal as an entrepreneur is always to just try to stay even keel. If something happens, I get, I allow myself the opportunity to do my victory dance, which is what you should be doing with your new app out. <laughs> um, but then it's almost like when you have those low lows, you got to convince yourself and tell yourself that, you know what, it's going to get better and bring it right back to that up and that even keel. So, um, so, so, so important, but we have a lot to talk about. So we're almost coming up on a break, but we still have about a minute. So Havana, I'm going to ask you a question and then we can carry it through um, after the break. So what inspired you to develop the apps and publish a DVD and a book? Well, uh, when I had my first daughter, I didn't realize that being a parent was more work than anything you'll ever do in your life. And I found it to be way more stressful than being an entrepreneur. 
And I started thinking there's got to be some better ways way. to do all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the first thing I developed was the Taught Yoga DVD because I really wanted to do yoga with my daughter, but the stress of even getting to the yoga class like negated any advantages of actually doing the class after we got there. Yeah. Um, Cause she was young. She was like two years old and I was like fighting with her the whole way there and the whole way back. And uh, I thought to myself, there's got to be a better way. And so I called my cousin who's a yoga instructor and she said, um, I said to her, is why are there no DVDs? to do yoga at home with these kids so I can avoid this frustration of getting to the yoga class. And she said, uh, I said to her, you know, is it, is there just, is Uh-oh. it impossible to do yoga with a kid this age? And here we go. We're on to, but you know what? We're going to leave the listeners hanging and they're going to come back to the rest of the story. So we're going to be fine. back and we're going to hear all about a yoga taught video that came out. Um, we'll be back soon, everyone. Hang in there. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle, glory, tragedy, and triumph, revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jurassic on toginet.com. 
Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Havana Madama with us today. And um, we were just, my loaded question right before we went on to break was, what inspired you to develop apps, publish a DVD, and publish a book? So um, you were in the middle of telling us how, you know, your daughter was a great inspiration, how you wanted to do yoga with her. Okay, so take it from there, Havana. Yeah, so I wanted to do yoga, and my cousin teaches yoga, so I wanted, I asked her, you know, is it impossible to do yoga with kids this age? Is that why there's no DVD? And she said, no, toddlers can teach yoga, and that was the inspiration. I said, well, let's make a DVD that shows toddlers teaching yoga, and that's essentially what we did. We created this Taught Yoga DVD, and um, we we released it in uh, December of 2009, and over the years, uh, people have said, oh, it would be great if we could travel with it. Some people, and this is something important to learn, is some people have said, oh, there's, you know, there's not enough places in the video where you can see toddlers doing specific moves because toddlers don't really follow moves. And so taking from both positive and some um, creative criticism, constructive criticism, we said, you know what, we're going to make a DVD that people can travel with and also that shows the move very easily for kids to follow. So we animated it, and oh, um, we used my daughter's voice to narrate the DVD, uh, the app, I mean. And so kids get to listen to another kid, which is really great. And, um, and so that's what led into the app. Now, the book is a whole other story. My, my daughter had this terrible fear of shadows. When, you know, shortly, actually very shortly after we uh, did the Taught Yoga DVD, we had moved. And when we moved, there were no paintings or anything on the wall, and she started noticing her shadow everywhere. And she freaked oh, wow. out. Uh-huh. And so she, she, she was able to overcome it by, you know, this whole process of people helping her understand about shadows. And at the same time, I had looked everywhere for a book on shadows, and I couldn't find anything. I found books about fears and books about shadows in general, but... No books that show the kid the process of learning to accept your shadow as a friend. And so uh, Stoney and I worked on it this uh, summer, and we actually used Kickstarter, and we raised $5,000 on Kickstarter to hire um, a professional publishing company to help us figure out the process. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. What a great point. Yeah, and I, I have to say, so you know, through my career, I've always done things the hard way. If I wanted to publish a book, I would learn everything about publishing a book, you know, mm-hmm. and do it all myself. And and I'm happy to say that you know this this year I finally turned the corner and I've learned how to ask for help. And um, we had a really good time. We made a video for Kickstarter, and my daughter got to be really involved, and um, and she's been a big help in promoting the book because she's very excited about. Um, about it. Now, uh, we have the English version, version out currently, and it's also, going, it's also going to be published in Spanish, French, and Mandarin, which are the languages that my daughter studies. Oh, wow. That's amazing. How old is your daughter now? Five? She just turned five uh, on the 23rd of September. Oh, that's amazing. And she's learning all those languages at such a young age. Yes, I've sent her to the international school so that she can, she goes in Spanish all day, and then she takes French one day a week after school, and she's been studying, studying Mandarin since she was one, uh, one day a week. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. That's Some people great. would say 
one of those type A overscheduling parents, but I just feel like the opportunities are so great, especially if you live in a place, the metropolitan area like New York. Um, there's just so many opportunities. You just don't want to let them go, you know? <laughs> I think that's great. And don't feel that about being a type A personality because I was told on my show by one of my guests, you are definitely a type A personality. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. I've accepted it. I'm okay with it. So Yeah, well, right. it, it, I would have never created kid class if it hadn't been for, you know, overscheduling my kid in the first place. And uh, it's it's been a great service to a lot of families, so I'm 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 very happy with that. So. Well, I have to tell you, you are such an incredible entrepreneur because so often the more and more moms that I talk to, even with my Glovey's product, the idea that there was a problem and we came up with a solution, it's just what seems so natural to us. Like, gosh, nobody did it, so let's just go out and do it. Other people look at us like we have 10 heads, like, did you really do it? And you did do it. And it's a big accomplishment from one entrepreneur to the next. I know what it takes, what you have to go through to get to where you are now. And it's it's really, really commendable. So um, I'm really happy for you, Havana. You know, you, you made some really, really big steps. Thank you. I think it's funny because when I... You know, other parents often say to me, oh, you must be an octopus, but I turn that around when I'm dealing with my daughter and I say, you know, you can't expect me to carry that. What am I, an octopus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's How so many arms do I have? <laughs> right. That's so funny. But tell us about the book. So I, I read about the book online. I don't know. I must have read a review. Um, about the book. You got rave reviews. It sounds great. How can the listeners go out and buy it if they have kids that, you know, are afraid of their shadows? Stony's Shadow is available on Amazon.com, and all you have to do is search Stony's, uh, S-T-O-N-E-Y, apostrophe S, Shadow, and you will you will find it, no problem, um, for the English version. The um, the electronic versions will be available for um, the Kindle reader in about two weeks. And um, the language version should be out in the end of November. Perfect. Okay, good. So let's just talk a little bit more about developing an app. Like, wow, how does that happen? If somebody has an idea to do an app, like, do you have to go to a technical person? How does it all work? You really do. Um, there's, There's services that you can hire. In my case, you know, one of the advantages of have, of being a lawyer representing entrepreneurs all over my career is that I've also represented people like app developers. And so in my case, I went to one of my clients and I said, I have this idea to make an app. Um, and they said, well, we could do it. It would take some time because it was a little bit different than the kind of apps that they currently develop, uh, which are, um, you know, writing apps primarily for uh, preschool uh, children. Um, But they said, we can do it. And then um, my my husband and I have a production company that um, does video, and we reached out to some of our friends who do animation, and we were able to find someone to do the animation. And I tell you, it was was a difficult process because Mm -hmm. we did some parts in the wrong order, and so... Um, and so it took a lot of work, like to do the narration and 
and that sort of thing because we didn't know the exact timing. <laughs> I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can like, imagine. I can imagine. We did the narration, but we didn't know how long the video clips were because they weren't at the app, you know, the, the it just got done in the wrong order. And so if anybody out there wants advice on how to do an app with video in it, please feel free to email me or call me, and I will tell you which steps you should, which order you should go in to make your life easier. Oh, that's so funny. And you are so generous. And I appreciate you offering that to the listeners because trust me, when Havana says she's going to help you, she follows through. So if you are really, really serious about it, don't just call to waste your time, please. If you're really serious about it, she will help you. So that's great. But um, the good news is you've done it once and if you want to do it again, you know the exact right steps, right, Havana, that it'll take no time the next time around. And that's absolutely right. And once you build the infrastructure for what you've done, we could, um, we could continue producing additional apps, exa- you know, very similar to the Tot Yoga app with different video material or different animation. And, and in that way, make our initial work much more valuable. Um, and that's really the goal when you develop an app. You develop an app with the intention to build an infrastructure that you will then uh, duplicate for other projects rather than rebuilding a new app every time. And you'll see the most successful apps, you know, um, like my kids love Tokoboka, not to give them a huge shout-out, but my kids are addicted mm-hmm. to their, their, <laughs> their, uh, their apps. Um, they, they're, they're, they have the exact same structure, they just have different material in each one, you know, build a robot or you do your haircut or do a tea party, but they don't have to stray too far from their own, from their own original project. Oh, I, th- I think that is so, so smart. So, wow, you got your hands involved in so much. So you have the app going on now. <laughs> you have the app. You have your DVD. Do you want to talk a little bit about the DVD? Sure. Um, the DVD... It's been out a couple of years. We still sell several DVDs, um, you know, every week. And, and we haven't really been advertising the DVD very much because we've been working on the app. And we, we want to do an update of the DVD where we include some of the material from the app in it. Um, but for now, the best thing to do is to buy the DVD and buy the app and, and use them separately. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping to do the updated material for the DVD probably next year, okay. um, because the, the DVD is great the way it is. But it would be nice to 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 have an opportunity to update it. As as we all know, you know, entrepreneurs, we can't stop ourselves from editing <laughs> and, and adding to our projects. <laughs> I am sitting here laughing to myself, Ivana, because I'm like, okay, just when you think you've got something just the way you want. You look at it and you say, well, I could tweak it just a little more. And that's what we do as entrepreneurs. If I change the packaging to my Glovey's product one more time, I'm going to scream. But I am in the <laughs> process of changing it one more time. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're get, coming up on another um, 
halfway through our show already, everybody. But when we come back, I can't wait to ask Havana the question, how difficult the transition was for her from a full-time lawyer to an entrepreneur. And I know you have so many helpful tips for us. So I can't wait to hear all about that. And we have five about great, great business tips from Havana during our last segment. So be sure you stay with us and we'll be back shortly. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Lori Hurley, the social networking navigator, helps you overcome your overwhelm online and make social media easy. Every week, she shares the latest and greatest about social networking and welcomes industry experts and end users of different social media platforms to share their experiences moving their business forward online. Whether you are a Facebook fanatic or a lover of LinkedIn, Lori has you covered on all angles of social media, including Twitter, YouTube, blogging, Google+, and more. Lori shares her knowledge and love of educating others on all things social media with relevant material, engaging guests, and hot tips and techniques to help you soar down the social media highway. Join her every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for the Social Networking News Hour here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, a live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Back everyone, it's Josephine here, and I am so happy to have Havana Madama with us today. And I was just asking Havana, so how difficult was a transition from being a full-time lawyer to being an entrepreneur? Uh, you know, it, it was a long process, but then when it was time to pull the trigger, it was a really fast process. Um, I think. You know, all of my career, first of all, you know, we don't think of lawyering as an entrepreneurial pursuit, although when you own your own law firm, it is somewhat of an entrepreneurial pursuit. Sure, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, and over my career, I've always had ideas, creative ideas for things that I've, you know, a lot of which I've I've 
you know, halfway run up the flagpole and then the law business got in the way and um, would slow down my process or I would, you know, give up whatever I was working on because I had too much law work to do. And I think, you know, the the moment came when I had a brand new baby, a sec- my second child, uh, Wyatt, and I was working 17 hours a day at the law firm. You know, five of them were like productive hours and the rest of them were advertising, marketing, you know, all of those things you have to do to to get your work, you know, get work in the door. Mm -hmm. And I looked at our financials and I thought to myself, the best I'm ever going to do in this law firm is I'm going to make, you know, maybe 30% more than I make now and work maybe 25% less hours. And I thought to myself, that's just not scalable from, for my, you know, from, from, from my personal goals. And, mm-hmm. um, and that is when I just said, you know what, I have to get out of the law business. And I'm, you know, I'm still a lawyer and I still practice law for my best clients, but mm-hmm. I'm no longer in the business of law. And that is a huge distinction for me. So I still do legal work. And a lot of the experience that I have as a lawyer is very practical and helpful for my entrepreneurial pursuits, obviously. But I just thought to myself, if I don't get away from building a business of a law firm, I'm never going to have the opportunity to really pursue entrepreneurial businesses that have a lot larger opportunity for growth. Oh, wow. That is so powerful. But one thing that seems to be a common thread with you, Havana, is goal setting. It sounds like when you were much younger, you had your goal that you wanted to be an attorney, you wanted to live in New York. I'm just curious, and I'm sure, you know, when you sat down to to incorporate your law firm, I'm sure you, you had your business plan and you had your goals, when it came time to make your decision to switch, to become a full-time entrepreneur, did you start to write down your goals as to what you wanted as an entrepreneur? Like, did you physically enough, write them? Mm-hmm. I am not a write-down-the-goals person, and I wish I was. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to become that person. Um, okay. You know, I keep it all in my head, and I write, you know, notes to myself. But I don't think of them as like, you know, that great Harvard study where they found that, you know, 95% of kids that go to Harvard once wrote down on the list of things somewhere that they were going to go to Harvard one day, you know. Right. Um, you know, I, I always wished I was that person. I, I seem to be one of those people that just, you know, find something they want to do and works really hard on it and makes it successful. Um, and the, over the last year and a half, I... Finally, and I, I advise people who are early in their careers or wanting to make a switch to do this earlier um, than I did, I finally hired a business coach after maybe like three years of considering doing it, oh, and wow. it has changed my life. And so although I don't personally write down my goals, I would say that my business coach is always encouraging me to really consider what those goals are and how to develop them. And it's interesting you should ask the question because just this week her homework to me was to write like a letter to myself from when I'm 90 backwards so I can help define my goals. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And it's so, so important. And 
it's it's funny that you should bring up the concept of business coach because anybody that that can take the time and go and really research your website and see all of your accomplishments. I don't know, Havana, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs and that is a common thread. Like you can see those who are highly successful or on their road to success that a lot of them do have that business coach. And personally, I think a business coach is your cheerleader. And who doesn't need a cheerleader? You know, as entrepreneurs, so many times we want to... We have a hundred positive things that happen to us in a day. And then the one thing that goes wrong, what do you think is repeating on in our mind over and over again? And it's those people like, you know, a business coach that kind of negates those negative thoughts and becomes your cheerleader. So I think that's absolutely great. And it's a shame that it takes so many people so long to actually bite the bullet and have a coach. Well, I think it's funny because it almost feels like when you first do it, you almost feel like, oh, you're a failure because you need somebody to help you. It's some kind of demented, I don't know, psychology that we were all raised with that if you believe in yourself, you don't need other, you know, you don't need help or coaching or counseling or whatever it is. But it's um, it's just some kind of programming that people need to get over because... You do need mentors. You do need help. And if you don't learn how to ask for it, you won't reach your highest potential. You may be very successful and you may do well, but you're not going to be able to, as the phrase goes, have it all. Um, And that's where coaching really comes in is, you know, setting your real priorities. You know, some people, and I think, you know, when you have kids, it particularly happens, you start to have a really hard time balancing professional life and personal life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about this earlier. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't really have a personal life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, your personal life is your business life, and your business life is your personal life. And oh, um, you have hard. to learn how to break those up. You know, one of my, my daughter's biggest complaints is that I'll take her somewhere like uh, Atlantic Annick, which is something we have in Brooklyn, a big a big street fair, and I'll carry postcards with me for one of our projects that we're working on, and I'll hand them out. And she's like, can't you just stop handing things out to people? <laughs> I'm like, this is, how we, this is how we make our money. We have to invite right. people to our products, you know, and, and right. she's just, like, grabbing my arm. And, and it's so nice when they transition from, you know, that stage to being like, hey, give me some of those. I'll hand right. them out, too, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. But you know what? always know. And I tell myself also, they're learning from us. And, you know, I felt so guilty. Like I do carry the mommy guilt all the time. Um, And the one day that my guilt went out the window was when my son was seven years old in the second grade. And he came home and they had to write about a woman in history that he looked up to. And my son writes, I'm his history because he always says, Ma, way back in the day. Can you imagine? (laughs) My son says that to me. So in his mind, I'm a woman in history. But he wrote about how his mom has 
has her own business and everything. And I have to tell you, my whole outlook started to change. It's like we are changing the way that they view their life. And now, of course, my son wants to own a store, a business of his own. And when it comes time for him to do his math, guess what? He looks at it, he's like, Mom, I don't get it. All of a sudden, I translate it into his store, and he gets it. So I think it's great. I think you're, you're just teaching your kids so much, and it's a lot of fun. But um, so tell me one other thing. So what, I know that your hours being an attorney, you said you worked 17 hours a day, and it probably still wasn't enough time in the day to get everything done. But... I bet you you're still putting in your 17-hour days as an entrepreneur, but do you find that you've you've balanced it more? I've taken all the stress out of the 17 hours a day, honestly. Um, okay. One of the things I did is I moved my office into my house. And when you were talking earlier about mommy guilt, I try not to have any. You know, I try to push that away as much as possible. Right. And one of the ways I was able to do that is by moving my office into my house, which... Honestly, I struggled with for about a year. I thought, there's just no way I can work from home. But once I made an office in my house um, and I made strict rules about not knocking on the door during certain hours and those sorts of things, I was able to really find that I could balance my life and my work so much better, honestly. Um, And I can give you an idea of, you know, we get up in the morning and the kids go off to school and then... I can work uninterrupted until about 2 o'clock, and then I take a break, um, and I spend time with my younger daughter, who's not in school yet, uh, but she, she goes out during the day until about 2 o'clock, and I get to spend a half an hour with her, have some lunch, you know, and I never would have gotten that time in the old days. I mean, I would go to work in the morning, and I wouldn't come back until they were asleep, and the only time I spent with them really was on the weekends, and most of that time I was stressed out. <laughs> yeah, of everything you had to do. Of all oh. the things that, that were getting in the way. I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's probably the lowest point in parenting when I was at my daughter's uh, ballet recital, and she didn't want to do ballet. She wanted to sit on my lap instead. I mean, obviously, in retrospect, because she never gets to see me. But I was like, listen, I could go back to work if you're not going to perform because I didn't come here for you to sit in my lap. And, you know, people are like, that is so harsh. But that's how you feel sometimes. Like, yes. I have work to do. I came here to see you perform. If you're not going to perform for me, I got to go. No, it's <laughs> I shouldn't so- laugh because it's not funny, but it, no, it's just... It- you know, but, the highs and lows of parenting are the same as the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. Sometimes you make mistakes. Yeah. When you stumble, you got to get back up. And so I just tried to take the stress out of those relationships that I have with them by being more present so that they don't demand so much of my attention when they do see me. No, you're so right. I mean, the reason why you responded the way you did and the reason why I respond the way I do is because we're juggling so many balls at the same time and time is so scarce to us and every single minute counts and I'll tell you just last night I said to my son let's do homework and he said no mom and he was giving me a hard time and I just said you have to understand we have to do it when mom says we have to do it we have to be in a routine because we don't have time to waste and I never would be saying that Havana if I didn't have all the pressures of my business and what I had to do so you're right we have to look at the positive and keep moving forward so all right we're going to be back with five great business tips when we come back hang in there everyone 
with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. If you've ever been confused about the facts surrounding non-surgical rejuvenation and cosmetic plastic surgery, we're pleased to introduce to the Rockstar Radio Network audience, Spirit Lift, Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, host Kim McKenna and plastic surgeon Dr. Sadi Irfani will help dispel the myths surrounding this exciting field and lift the veil of mystery on a very important topic. With advances in nutrition and self-care, many of us want to look as young and vibrant outside as we feel inside. Plus, listeners will be able to call in live and share their questions and get advice on the air. A show where you will learn how to look and feel your best and be your best. Join us to have your spirit lifted on Spirit Lift, Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Tuggynet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have a great guest today, Havana Madama. Now, Havana, can you just um, give my listeners um, a way to get in touch with you? Let's just repeat your website, even though it is on the Toginet website. Sure. I think the easiest one to find me at is totyoga, T-O-T-Y-O-G-A.com. And if you go there, you can find links to all the other, other things that we're doing. Okay, perfect. All right. So this is like my favorite part of the show. It, we wrap up our show with our five business tips. And Havana has been kind enough to actually give us a bonus tip this week, too. So let's start off with tip number one. The most important talent in business is the ability to stand tall after you stumble or fall. Dust yourself off, smile at the onlookers, assure yourself and them you are fine, if not slightly injured, and keep moving. Oh, that is so brilliant. <laughs> Tell us what made you come up with that, Havana. Well, the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, we were talking about the... the writing the letter from your 90-year-old self, my cousin had asked me to write a letter to my 16-year-old self for her daughter who's turning 16, and I was thinking to myself, this is one of the most important things in life, really, and it's 
definitely the most important talent in business. You can't be afraid to fall. You can't mm-hmm. be afraid or, or too embarrassed from falling to just get up and dust yourself off. You know, I think, you know, what separates, you know, wannabe entrepreneurs from true entrepreneurs is they keep moving forward no matter how much injury they incur along the way. Um, and, and I just think that if you can think of it as, you know, those times when you've accidentally tripped in the street and fallen, and I think, you know, I don't know anyone who hasn't had a, a, an accidental fall or trip at least. Um, I've fallen completely to the ground before, obviously not paying enough attention to where I'm going. <laughs> but, uh, but if you can think of it in that way, then you can say, hey, yeah, that's what you do. When you, when you fall down, you get back up. And you, and you, you know, if people saw it happen, you're embarrassed, but you try to make them feel better and you try to make yourself feel better. You say, oh, I'm fine. And maybe you limp away a little bit, but no, no, I'm fine. And then you, you know, got to get back to work. And, um, and I think that's really important. And if you keep it in your mind, like, look, it's just like tripping on the street. It, it passes and then you go on with your life. Then you won't feel the pain so hard and you won't harp on it as long. Oh, um, I, I, love I think you that. had mentioned it before. It's like when something mm-hmm. goes wrong in your day, often that's the thing you harp on, and that's how you how you manifest negativity rather than positivity in your life. Yeah, I I, I love that whole entire concept. I think it's great, and I'm going to use that myself. So it's just like tripping in. Keep moving. All right, let's go to tip number two. Ask for help. Find a mentor or hire a business coach, someone who will challenge you to reach your highest potential and isn't afraid to tell you no. Ooh, I, think I this believe is in this. super important. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I mentioned it earlier, so I won't go too far in depth on this one, but a business coach is something I should have done when I was maybe 25. <laughs> and it took me until I was, you know, 42 to do it. Um, but uh, I did have some great mentors along the way. And I think that may have been why um, I didn't hire a business coach. But what's most important about this is that in my um, law partnership, even though we were successful, one of the things I think that we weren't successful at is getting in each other's space to challenge mm. ourselves to really, really go hot, bigger. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and because we were all too nice to each other, we got along really well. Mm-hmm. And you really need someone who's there who can say, you know, no, that may not work. Right? Mm-hmm. If you have everybody sitting in the room saying, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, let's do it, and no one says no or points out the negative, you're gonna, it's, it's harder to, to reach your highest potential. Oh, I think that's a great point. And one thing I'd like to add to this about finding a mentor, uh, a lot of times on my show I talk about, and Kathy Corman um, Fry was actually on our show twice prior, and she runs this program called the Hot Mamas Project. And Havana, you as a business owner, you might have an interest in doing that. It has, you fill out a survey and it's like a case study for other younger women who are thinking about, they might be in college, they're thinking about going into business on their own and becoming an entrepreneur. And it's a great, great avenue to help mentor younger people. But One thing that Kathy had talked about is 
sometimes we think that we can only have one mentor, but that's not true. She has this whole thing that you should actually, I think the magic number might be five, that you should have a mentor in all the different areas of your business. So if you have somebody who's an expert in sales, let them be your mentor in sales. It doesn't mean that that person really knows everything that you need to know about social media. So maybe you can find an expert in social media to mentor you. And I just, that has helped me tremendously because I do have different mentors in different areas of my business. So just a little add on. I think that's a great point. (laughs) All right. So Havana, let's move on to business number three. Tip number three, stay focused, but don't be afraid to change course. Always reevaluate your goals and how you are achieving them. I think you're great. Yeah, you're great at goal setting and you accomplish them. So tell us what you think about this. I think that one one of the things as I look back on my life that I think I could have done better is there were times when I worked really hard on projects that... I didn't really see the end game for. And um, I may have achieved a goal like creating a product, for example, or something, but then I didn't have, I hadn't, you know, and then we talked about this earlier, you know, marketing your product is the real part of the business. And it's, it's, you know, sometimes you focus really hard on something you exclude other opportunities. And um, sometimes you get started on one thing. For example, kid class. When I started kid class, uh, before I started kid class, I had this, my idea was I wanted to create an entertainment book style uh, coupon book that parents could use to, to attend different kinds of classes and see what worked best for them. And it wasn't until I met with some, and I worked on that for a while, and it wasn't until I met with someone else who said, you know, what the, what, how you could solve some of these problems that you're having with this process is you could make it a website instead and it could be more useful. And if I had just stayed my course and stuck with making the book, I would have never come up with KidCast, which is a way more useful tool than what I was proposing. Oh, that's great. You always, that's such a good point. It, and, you know, you just have to have an open mind. And as entrepreneurs, sometimes, at least for myself, I know sometimes I'm just like so stuck in my way. And even this week, I had like a little bit of a revelation. A friend of mine who's been saying the same thing over and over to me um, came to a meeting with me. And finally, it took me two days after the meeting, but the light bulb went off at 4 a.m. And I said, you know what? She's right. I need to switch gears just a little. And I feel like a million bucks because I know that there's a positive, successful end in sight on our little project. So, And I think switch. that's important because sometimes you feel like a failure if you change course. And that's, mm-hmm. you can't do that. You can't say it's a failure. You have to reevaluate your goals to make sure that what you're doing is, is going towards your same goal, but in a way that's more effective or efficient. Perfect. Great. Okay. Tip number four. It is more important to work smart than work hard. Absolutely. You, mm. you know, this is the revelation I had really when I, when I, um, I mean, I've always thought this, but I don't think I was always good at it. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the things that coaching has really helped me with, and one of the things that working from home has helped me with, I can now get my 17 hours worth of work done, you know, 
before, like I was saying, in 17 hours, I was really only getting five hours worth of work done. I can nowadays get five hours worth of work done in five hours because I'm focusing on it. And, and I, I um, am working much smarter. I'm taking mm-hmm. breaks. I'm doing things that you need to do to make your life uh, full. And when your life is full, you don't have the distractions and you don't, um, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like when you're working really hard on something, sometimes you're not very productive, if that makes sense. And no, absolutely. Havana, my same friend that came on this business meeting with me, she had said to me, God, you work so hard and you work such long hours. She said, trust me, take a step back every now and then give yourself the break, which is exactly what you do. And you spend it with your kids, which is perfect. But when we're, even though we're spending time with, you know, away from work, it allows our mind to be more creative and to really mull it over as opposed to sitting at that desk almost hammering ourselves in the head. So I, I think that's a really, really good point, Havana. Yeah, it's All true right. because when your life is full, you can get a lot more things done in a shorter period of time. Great point. All right, we're going to try to hurry up here because we have a minute and a half. Tip number five, the best things in life come from taking risks. Know the odds and play the odds. In the end, you beat the house. Love it. Uh, you know, lots of people like to think of gambling. I try to use gambling as an, as an uh-huh. option for this. You know, if you know what the odds are, then, then you can give your best efforts. And one of the things that this makes me think of particularly um, if this applies to everything in life, but like for parenting especially, sometimes you try so hard to keep your kids from doing something, but then you realize the dangers aren't that high, so maybe you should just give the risk, you know, take the risk and let them yeah. let them grow. So, All right. Um, that sounds perfect. We're going to yeah. switch real quick to bonus tip number six, which is working from home. We only have about 30 seconds, so let's So let's I go. would say... The, top three things you should do if you're working from home is make a strict work schedule. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to get outside every day and don't forget to take breaks. You would take a break if you were in an office, so take a break in your house. Oh, I love it. What perfect, perfect tips. I work from home also and I think these are great tips that will help us be more productive. But with that, I have a big, big thank you to Havana Madama. Havana, thank you so much for taking time out of your really busy schedule. I hope everybody will go to totyoga.com to learn more about all the great um, apps that are available today. But to everybody, have a great productive week. Thanks, Havana, for being on our show today. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Have a Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons,